0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1272: What the Body Acceptance Movement doesn't want you to know. Part 2 by Jesse Neeland of jesseneeland.com. And I'm Dr. Neal, your host and narrator. Hey there, welcome to a Wednesday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors and always with permission from the sites, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. It's Wednesday, which means we're due for a little bit of inspiration. Today's inspirational quote I think is so perfect for today's topic. Yesterday, we were talking about our fitness goals and letting go of some of that pressure to look a certain way. So here's today's bit of inspiration. Quote, focus on the journey, not the destination. If you don't enjoy yourself along the way, you won't be happy when you get there either. Dave Asprey. Now, as a reminder, today's post is part two from yesterday. So if you're new here or skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 1271. But if you're all caught up, let's jump in and hear part two and continue optimizing your life. What the body acceptance movement doesn't want you to know. Part two by Jesse Neeland of jesseneeland.com. Some of the most common reasons for a body to become unresponsive are years of negative self-talk, body anxiety, low body image, inauthentic self-expression, a low sense of worth, and chronic over-exercising and undereating. These behaviors over the long haul trash a person's metabolism, fry their adrenal glands, and mess up their hormones. A responsive body, on the other hand, tends to be the result of someone who has aligned everything in their life to be healthy and happy. Someone with an incredibly responsive body is usually relaxed, joyful, well-rested, and rarely sick. They sleep well and sleep enough, eat plenty of nourishing food, lifts weights consistently, and has a mental landscape of positivity, purpose, connection, compassion, authentic self-expression, and mindfulness. Their system responds appropriately and easily to the stresses of their workouts because the rest of their life is so nourishing and helpful for overall recovery. Their metabolism is super high because everything is running optimally, so they're able to see physical changes to their body with only small tweaks to the way they train or eat. The sweet irony here is that not trying to change how you look will often make it much easier to change how you look. This is where the new movement to stop paying attention to aesthetics gets interesting. I found that outright ignoring how your body looks for a while can be a totally valid and valuable stage of healing from a chronically negative body image. Not everyone will need to go through this, but many do. Learning to tune into other aspects of having a body and reading other markers of progress can be just as important for healing the mind as cultivating relaxation is for healing the body. At the end of a nice long stage of healing and reconnecting with your body without paying attention to how you look, you may find that you feel comfortable diving back into aesthetic goals in a healthy way. Maybe you don't. Maybe you dip your toe in, feel your confidence and compassion come crashing down and decide to set up permanent camp in the world of not giving an F about how you look. All options are totally valid and great and totally personal and unique. It's worth mentioning here that recently, I've noticed how many leaders in the body positive community, myself included, say, I just work out to feel good. While that's mostly true, I think it can be a bit misleading and oversimplified, and I want to clear it up. After all, the last thing I want is for the body acceptance movement to create even more unrealistic standards and black and white thinking. So let's do this. I do not work out however I want regardless of how my body looks. I love my workouts, it's true. But training the way I do is the perfect intersection for me between enjoyment of the process and enjoyment of the results. I have so much information about training stimulus and effect, both in general and from years of trying different things and paying close attention to how each factor affects me personally, that I simply don't have the option to not consider the aesthetic outcome of how I train. If lifting weights made me look a way I hated, I would probably just find something else I liked. I take an enormous amount of pleasure in moving, lifting weights, and trying new challenges, but I take an equal amount of pleasure in admiring myself. In fairness, I do usually choose workout programming for myself based on emotional or mental goals, like I wanna get strong AF in these major lifts, or I wanna slow down and make sure my movement patterns are clean and tight for a while. But even then, I almost always include extra glute training volume because I was born with a naturally flat butt, and I delight in keeping it big and round. Sometimes I create mini aesthetic goals, like when I check in with myself naked and think, I wonder how muscular I can get my back. Or, I want my shoulders to be more kapow. In these cases, I'm almost always coming from a place of admiration and ego boosting, rather than feeling less than. I know exactly what goes into changing how my body looks, and instead of wondering how it would look on me, sometimes I just go ahead and do it. I adjust my program accordingly, without any stress or drama, and then I fully enjoy the process. I find there to be something a bit naive about preaching, Stop paying attention to how you look and only ever pay attention to how you feel. For most people, no matter how happy with their body they are, that's just not realistic. Guess what? That's okay. With clients, I regularly use practices that involve ignoring their reflection just as often as I use practices that include looking at and admiring their reflections. It all depends on the individual person, where they're coming from, and what will serve them best right now. Consciously stripping your appearance of its power over you for a while can be a powerful resting place when you need it. But the ultimate solution for most people isn't usually to stop noticing how they look forever. That having been said, it might be for you, and that's okay too. The important piece of the puzzle here is raising your own consciousness and being aware of your own intentions. You can notice you want to change something about your body and make the appropriate adjustments without coming from a place of self loathing or trying to fix something that's wrong with you. After all, even if there was nothing wrong with you at all, the human body is amazingly adaptable and wanting to challenge it in a new way can be fun. Likewise, feeling trapped or bullied into making those same changes from a place of not feeling good enough will most likely be no fun at all. The emotional and mental on wheels of feeling restricted and punished would be enough of a reason to find another plan. But add on top, The fact that your body becomes less and less responsive as you try harder, stress, and obsess? No thank you. In summary, there is no moral high ground when it comes to having or training your body. There's only what serves me best right now. But no matter where you are in your journey and what your goals are, I encourage you to come from a place of positive, self-compassionate intentions. Do this over the long term and you'll find that you both feel better and look better. Who can argue with that? You just listened to part two of the post titled, What the Body Acceptance Movement Doesn't Want You to Know by Jesse Neeland of jesseneeland.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. So what's Jesse trying to tell us? It's all about balance, right? We don't want to be hyper-focused on how we look because when we don't achieve those aesthetic goals, we might be hard on ourselves or worse, give up on our goals entirely. But it may be completely unrealistic to ignore the changes that will happen to our bodies and our minds for that matter. Making note of these changes, especially the positive ones, can motivate us to continue our health journeys. Hyper-focusing on one or the other won't serve us. Instead, focus on improving your skills and abilities and when you notice positive changes happening, give yourself a pat on the back. Use that to help motivate you to continue your journey. All right, that'll do it for me for today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you're having a wonderful week and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.